0: Welcome back, everyone, to 101 Questions that Church Planters Ask. I'm your host, Danny Parmley, and today we are going to be answering the question, how do I maximize email marketing and communication? Now, I understand that for some of you, uh, this may be review, it may seem kind of elementary, but I do think that there's a number of things just as it pertains to maximizing email Uh, communication in general, and then definitely as we talk about the marketing stuff, that is really important. So there are so many different aspects, so many different things to talk about. So what I decided to do was uh, write a blog post, kind of cover 10 different things to kind of remember. Of course, putting them all together will help you with kind of an overall kind of picture uh, to be able to uh, do email well. And so I'm just going to kind of run through, of course, you can go to churchplantersask.com. You can read the full uh, blog article there uh, if you want, that we'll be covering some of the same stuff, but I'll hit the highlights for you. So first of all, just to understand that email is not dead. Now, I start this way because I talk to so many planters who are like, oh, email, it's annoying. It's outdated. No one uses it anymore. It's it's just spam. Um, and yes, that is true. I think we all uh, think that email is old and outdated Uh, but you cannot rely on social media and text messages and GroupMe and WhatsApp and all these other new things that are on the market because people still use email on a regular and daily basis. And think of yourself, even if you hate email, uh, you still go in and you still check it. And even if you have a special email address that you give out for junk mail, I bet that you still go and you check that and you sort through it. And so what I try to encourage planters to consider or to think about is that email addresses are like little flecks of gold. So by themselves, maybe it doesn't seem like it's that much or that valuable. But if you ever watch a Discovery Channel and you watch how they you know, do this, you know, the gold prospecting and they have these like ships or these big pieces of equipment and they collect all of these little tiny flecks of gold, and then they put it together and it's worth you know, hundreds of thousands of dollars. Kind of think of it that way with email addresses uh, because it is your opportunity that is gonna be part of your foundation and your larger strategy uh, to be able to uh, meet and reach people. So, and that's what church planning is all about. It's about reaching people and there's really multiple levels in which you're gonna be using email addresses uh, to be able to do that. So just starting out and understanding Email is not dead. Email addresses are like these little flecks of gold. And uh, we'll talk about why that's uh, the case as we kind of uh, go through this. Number two, just from a practical sense, use your web domain for your email address as soon as you can. So the moment that you snag you know, a, uh, a domain, even if you don't have your website up yet, make sure you connect it up and you can still run it through your Gmail or whatever email client uh, that you're using to be able to do that. But it just establishes some professionalism uh, in the beginning. And then later on, what you're going to find out is that even as your email gets passed around by other people, people will actually just uh, copy and paste your domain name and it's going to send people to your website, which you want as well for your larger strategy of uh, search engine optimization and just getting people uh, to go to your website. So uh, number two, using your domain name uh, for your email address as soon as you can. Uh, The third thing that I'm going to say is as quickly as you can to use an email marketing service. And you may even just be um, in uh, even pre-launch or even before pre-launch phase, you're just raising financial support. Uh, I'm going to tell you, get an email marketing service. There's a number of them out there. Constant Contact, MailChimp, AWeber, you can use HubSpot. There's all these, or or there's even uh, ones for the church management systems like Community Church Builder and all sorts of different ones that you can use. I'm going to suggest that you start out with MailChimp. And uh, not because I believe that MailChimp is absolutely the best out of all of those, but there's a really key important hint here. And that is MailChimp is absolutely free up to 2,000 contacts, which is amazing. You get to use, it's not just like a demo version. I mean, you get to use a full version of, of MailChimp. Uh, It'll accomplish everything that you need, especially in the beginning. And their whole point is hopefully that you get hooked on it, you learn how to use it, and then eventually as your church or organization grows, that then you stick with them and you start paying for their service, which that does happen. And if that's the case for you, great. If all of a sudden you don't like it and you reach that 2,000 person kind of cap, well, then you can just export all of your contacts and uh, move it into uh, some other mail service. So I suggest starting with MailChimp, it's free. No, I don't get paid any money, any referral or anything like that. I just think, man, church planner wise, anything that's free and does a great job, start with that. And if, you, if you've never done email marketing before, uh, and that can seem just so weird, like why would I need to do marketing? I haven't even started the church yet. It's really a way to be able to organize and send emails. Uh, you can make them look nice, but it's, uh, for me, it's more about the organization and the structure than creating some sort of you know pretty email uh, for it. And we'll talk about some of those different things that you can do uh, with within those. So that brings us to number four, which is make sure you group and sort your audiences. So if you sign up for a MailChimp or Constant Contact or whichever one you do decide uh, to, to choose, is that you can start building different audiences. Now, for a church planner, this is important because in the beginning, you might have a prayer team that's just praying for you and your church plant over the next number of years. You might have another group uh, that are your financial supporters. So they don't live in your city. They're never gonna come to your services. Uh, they don't need any of that type of information. These are the people that are giving their hard-earned cash to support you and to support the church plant. So they're kind of their own group. Then maybe there's like your launch team. This is kind of your, your group of people that are helping you get this whole thing off the ground. And then maybe there's another category called just, just general. Um, and the reason uh, I'm just giving these as examples, you can kind of come up with your own groups. But remember that email addresses are these little flecks of gold. And so you, you may meet someone in the community and you're still in the fundraising portion of it. And And You you share that you're a church planter and they're not really that interested, but you will hear this a lot. Well, tell me once you get launched. So what you can do is you can take that fleck of gold and you can put it into your email marketing service, put it in general, and you may not send them an email for another six months, but you're going to build this pool of people that are just kind of generally interested. So when it's launch day or you have some sort of special event or a preview service or whatever you're doing, that you now are not, you know, searching around, you know, through your Gmail, you know, who you should send this to and who not to. And then you also have very specific emails that are just going to go to your fundraising people and very specific emails that will go to um, your launch team. And the great thing about uh, these email marketing services, uh, maybe there's something that's real important and you want to send one really, really important one and you just can click all of them because you'll, you can put people in a couple different categories and it'll uh, help you uh, in that sort of way. So, Group and sort your audiences. And as you grow as a church, you'll even allow people to pick their preferences. So you can have multiple different groups and maybe someone only wants the emails that are pertaining to children's ministry. They don't care about all the emails for missions and outreach and something else. So they can even have some management over their own own preferences. The other important preference that an email marketing service allows is for people to opt out. If you're just using your Gmail and you're just kind of carbon copying or blind carbon copying, blasting people, there's going to be people like, you know what? I do not want to be part of this information anymore, but they don't have the heart to tell you. So they just block you or count your emails as spam. Uh, Instead, using an email marketing service is a really uh, ethical and great way because people can just click and say, I am no longer interested. I don't want to get these uh, emails anymore. All right, number five is discover appropriate frequency and rhythm. Now this is gonna uh, differ on context. It'll probably maybe take a little bit of learning uh, from from your side. Uh, But what I mean by that is, are you going to send emails weekly? Are you gonna send them monthly? Are you gonna send them twice a month? Are you gonna send them every single day? Uh, Kind of figure out what that rhythm is and it's contextual in the sense that it's probably gonna change over time. So in the beginning, maybe you are just raising financial support and all you need to do is to create an email that you're sending out to your financial supporters and you're sending it out once a month. Get in a rhythm. Hey, the 1st of the month or the first Sunday or the first Monday, you're going to send an update on to your financial supporters, you're building relationship with them and you're saying hey, here's the different things that are going on. Thank you so much for your support. Here's what's going on with my family, whatever you're kind of communicating within that newsletter. And you just do it once a month. Now, maybe as things progress, your launch team, they're going to need to hear from you every single week. And it may depend on if you're in a pandemic, if you're meeting regularly, if you're not. But just figure out what that frequency and rhythm is. And the more that you can establish a rhythm, it's great. Uh, People will... Kind of come to expect it, like, hey, every Monday morning, I'm going to open up my email, and I know that there's going to be uh, something there, uh, some information uh, that that I uh, need. Now, that may change over time, and same thing as you launch the church, maybe you're going to send out things that are uh, every week or every month, but just kind of discover what is that appropriate frequency. You don't want to over communicate where you send so many emails that people no longer read them because they're like, hey, I'm getting too many emails. But you don't want to send too little where people are like, oh, I just, you know, you're just randomly getting something, you know, this month and all of a sudden six weeks goes by and then they get another random one. And then all of a sudden, two days later, they get one. So the more that you can kind of set up a, you know, kind of a rhythm and a standard frequency, that would be uh, great. All right, number six, subject lines matter. Now, I want to um, kind of do a little bit of a shout-out here on one of the church planters in Nashville, Curtis Parks. He creates the most intriguing and creative emails. Uh, So you could probably look him up, Bridges Church, or just look up Curtis Parks. And uh, what you should do is you should join his um, mailing list because then you can have some creative ideas and steal and rip off uh, some of his. I copied a couple down because I want to read them to you and explain uh, why this is so important. So these are some that I... I had have received from him recently when my skateboarding wipeout was caught on video. Jesus, the lead singer of the disciples. Sometimes life just sucks. LeBron versus Jordan. Don't be childish, be childlike. Okay, all of these different emails I opened up. Now some of them I kind of knew the direction that was uh that it, it was going here but they're creative, they're intriguing, and here's why subject lines matter so much. If they don't open the email, it doesn't matter how beautiful it is or how important the information on the inside is if they never open the email. Now you have to be careful, you don't wanna use clickbait like I'm getting a divorce and then they open it up, it's like from junk food or something like that because you can only do that so many times and people are like okay, this is just one of those clickbaits. It's a trick, and they're kind of trained, and they don't want to uh, open it up and be fooled anymore because we've all been fooled by some of those clickbaits before. But using some kind of strategic and kind of creative, uh, some intriguing ones, and honestly, all with with Curtis's uh, uh, emails, the actual content of it was really, really great. And a lot of times, what he was doing is he, you know, he shared like some sort of small little devotional, and these were ones that were geared towards his launch team and to those that were. Uh, Joining on in the early years. And it was kind of that weekly, I think, for him that he was sending out as encouragement. But you can go through, maybe you can even contact him and he'll send you some of the old ones. But creating a subject line, don't put important info inside. No one wants information. We're all overloaded with information. You also have to be careful of overhyping. And every single subject line is you can't miss this. The most important email you've ever received. Because again, after a while, Our minds are kind of trained to uh, ignore uh, those uh, different things. All right, number seven, use more pictures and less words. Think of your own email use as you are crafting emails. When you get an email that has 18 different subjects in it and you have to scroll for about 15 minutes to get to the bottom, do you read it? No, you don't. For many of us, we literally give when we open up the page just three seconds to kind of choose. Are we going to read on? Are we going to read any of this? Does any of this pertain to me? Is any of this important? Before we go on to the next hundred emails that we have in our inbox. I'm a big fan of using uh, kind of like uh, a billboard philosophy. In other words, like if you had four things that you were trying to communicate in your newsletter uh, to be able to use a picture within you know, a few um you know your your subject line and a few lead-in lines and then people can choose uh which one is important to them. And so uh I love this because then even as you have some more general emails there's going to be things that don't pertain to certain people but uh you you've kind of communicated to them that their time is important and so you're gonna simplify it. You're gonna give them a picture you're gonna give them a title you are give them a couple sentences and then if they want to read more they can click on it and that is going to link them uh, to your website and uh, they can get more of the information there, which again, we're not gonna dive into it in this segment, but this is also going to help your search engine optimization because you are now driving people to your website uh, with just one click because they want uh, more information uh, on that side. All right, Uh, number nine, uh, pay attention to your analytics. Okay, so with all of these different email uh, services, you're able to see your open rates, how many people. So if you have 500 people that you're sending it to, they're going to tell you this is how many people opened it. Uh, If you're really nosy, you can actually find out who opened it. Uh, You're going to find analytics of what people are clicking on. Now, the reason I say pay attention to your analytics is it's actually a great way to kind of keep. Uh, a pulse on the heartbeat of your church or whoever your audience is, whoever you're communicating, what are the things that they are interested in and passionate about? So before I just explain, you may send an email that has four different things. Hey, there's an outreach this week, we need some volunteers for children's ministry. um you know we're we're doing a homeless shelter, and I need some volunteers for this, whatever. I don't know. Just come up with some different ideas. Uh, think through your own mind and all of a sudden you see that 75% of the clicks are all on this one area, Um, you're beginning to see what are the things that are uh, uh, interesting to people, or maybe it was the title, maybe it was the graphic, but for whatever reason, if you pay attention to your analytics, you're going to see what people are clicking on uh, and who's clicking on it. So not to get too big brotherish, but it is also kind of helpful. Uh, To be able to see, uh, so when someone is like, hey, I don't, you know, I never got your email, I never read any of these things, and you see that they actually have opened them and clicked on them, you kind of have that information as well. So the analytics that are provided through an email marketing service uh, need to be used in those sorts of ways. So don't just look at the percents and use it for your own kind of like ego stroking, Um, like, oh man, I have an 80% open rate. Which, by the way, the average open rate for emails is around 15 to 20 percent. So 20 percent would actually be doing fairly well in the nonprofit world. So try not to get too discouraged if you're like, man, I just spent hours crafting this beautiful email, all the right pictures, all the right subject line. And 80 percent of the people that I sent this to didn't even open it up. Okay, now maybe you'll be higher than that. And uh, I'd love to hear uh, from people. You can you know, put it in the comments, whatever, share it with me. Always looking for ideas to kind of increase the amount of opens and then also increasing the amount because it'll again, it'll show you what people are actually clicking on and who's clicking on it and all these different analytics. Um, but ultimately, that you're using that not just for your ego, struggling but like, yes, I got a high number, um, but to really find out what. Uh, people are interested in and how you can uh, communicate with them uh, in that way. So, all right. I can't even remember what number we're on now. So um, we will just say number uh, 10 is drive people to your other channels. Okay. So what I mean by this is that uh, whether this is um, your email that you're using, just your Gmail, or whether this is your email marketing service, that you drive them to your website, uh, so you can have your pictures linked. You can have put links inside of uh, your email uh, to be able to do that. But just also be thinking of a path that goes to your other channels. Uh, by other channels, I mean Instagram and Facebook and um, you know YouTube or whatever channels that you uh, kind of have where you're communicating things uh, because you need to think of it kind of like as this big, cycle. And, and so you get their email address, which then drives them to the website and the website drives them to your social media. And the same thing, there's going to be other people that come to your social media site. You need to make sure that there is uh, a cha- point into your website, which then once they're on your website, hopefully you can use an email capture to capture their email. So you're seeing how all of these different parts and pieces are really working together and to think of it as this sm- snowball That may start small, but you're building over time because, again, it is about people reach. So you can't just say, oh, I'm only going to reach people through through Instagram or I'm only going to reach people through TikTok or whatever, you know, the new craze is. But to think of all of these different channels that you have and how you are using that to um, really build these small little flecks of gold, as we've said, uh, with the email addresses uh, and um, those then will will create the communication that will then also point to other channels, and those other channels will also point back so that then you can get more email addresses and building those little flecks of gold to hopefully be this large pot of gold. And wow, I just noticed that that sounds so weird as if this whole thing is somehow about money and making money. That's not what I'm trying to say at all. I'm trying to say it is about people, and gathering all these people together creates a great value because our whole point is to be able to communicate the gospel to as many people as we can. Okay, so I shared all that. I'm pretty sure that I missed at least one thing in there, but again, you can go to churchplantersask.com and you can get the full list uh, there. Um, Also, if you have a question about church planting, um, go to the website, go to the blog, uh, type your question in there. I know that uh, in these beginning episodes, a lot of them are ones that these are questions that have kind of built over time. Uh, but for you that are um, listeners, uh, go in there and and type a question. I've had a few different people uh, type through Instagram and through YouTube, uh, not as many people through the website or the blog. So go there. Uh, you can type a question or two. Uh, let me know if, uh, I'm, if it's okay to use your name uh, or maybe you even want uh, to do a call and, and, and be on the podcast, whatever. I really want this to be a resource for everyone to be able to uh, really ask their questions here and to get them answered. And so until next time, keep asking those questions.